you're in Wyoming, right? Or did you already take off? I'm, I'm to my destination now. So where are you at for a while? Uh, Minnesota. What are you doing out there? Uh, doing some prescribed burning. Right on. Before the big fire season hit. Uh, it's already hit the south and the southwest. Yeah. My buddy and I were talking about that before we started. Right on. But, uh, anyways, um, figured I'd introduce who we got again. Again? Yeah. Another yeah. return return guest on the W Hunting Supply podcast. Yeah. Appreciate How do you say you your, your name? It, Stefan Roke. Okay. Jason so. Doobie. No. <laughs> please report to the principal's office (laughs) right oh man i feel like that lately yeah yeah so um you know i'll just go over the intros again for those that weren't able to listen in on on the uh the weather podcast that i did um which episode was that i'll look it up it's been a minute it it has um we should be more prepared i have that's not our style well I've had hounds since uh, 2002, um, and really not just in hounds and hunting period. I've been a self-taught hunter. Um, I've had to learn the hard way through the obviously the school of hard knocks. Um, you know, I've had all kinds of dogs through the years, and ultimately have landed on a line of dogs that, that fits my style. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had just like anybody else that has done it the way that I have and had, you know, I haven't had any mentors at all. Um, I have sat behind and kind of learned and took pieces and parts from some really uh, well-known houndsmen and, and also some other guys too, that are not well-known. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I've, like I said, on the last podcast, uh, I've been in fire for 11, 12 seasons now. So, um, we get run through a rigorous amount of training, um, both, like I said, in the last one, some weather classes and, uh, just a little blurb, a correction. I made a mistake last time. It is, um, uh, S290, not L290. And that's the, uh, intermediate weather class that we go through and whatnot. But, uh, we get ran through a lot of leadership, um, seminars and classes. Um, yeah, one of, were, one of, you had one that you sent us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was the, yeah, that was a good one. one. Yeah, that's Gordy Graham. Um, and those that, that have, you know, on, in the fire side, those that have, that know about Gordy Graham and his, his little, uh, YouTube video that he does about high risk, low frequency. Uh, they already know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about offhand already. And to kind of paint the picture for the listeners, um, think of, think of a square and you put that square well, before we get into that. I mean, like if, if somebody's wanting to go watch that video, which is probably cause that, I mean, that's my biggest concern about trying to do this podcast is it's going to be a really, um, to do this over audio is going to be kind of difficult. It's tough. I mean, that's my, my number one concern is, is trying to explain what he mentioned over, um, a podcast. I think could be difficult. So if somebody was wanting to stop right now and they, they could YouTube something, what, what should they YouTube to watch this? We'll put it in the link notes too. put a link, put the link in the show notes. Okay. Yep. So hit yeah, pause yeah. right now, go down and click on the first video link 
in the episode notes. Yeah, and that's going to be who? Gordy Graham. And you can go to YouTube and type in Gordy Graham, and it'll be high risk, low frequency. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be kind of an older video, and he was he was a little bit younger than than uh than now um it's a it, he goes and talks about you know and like, most of what he's talking about is like fire and and, and police police activity yeah. you know so first right. responders is what you know he's talking about whenever he says high risk low frequency essentially what i got out of that was um there's situations but basically when you have a really high risk situation that doesn't happen very often that's when the problems um you know are kind of a big deal i guess say correct correct and so you know with the first responders and what we do uh we're thrown into a lot of events and activities where we have to be critical thinkers we have to be thinking on our feet we have to be problem solvers and really um, you know, like I told uh, Jason, just because it's he's pertaining to first responders does not mean that you cannot take home something from that video and apply it to your personal life. I do that all the time, and especially when I'm running dogs, training dogs, and and in that aspect as well, it is yeah. it, you you will take something away from it. Yeah, it gives and more perspective. I, I do that and i've never watched that video but what i took away was i absolutely do that um and, and a good example of that would be when we have a problem you know what i mean so if somebody calls and let's say yeah you know he ordered pink collars and we shipped them a green collar you know what i mean they call us all mad or whatever you know or you know maybe not even mad but just hey you shipped me green collars i actually ordered pink collars and so somebody takes the phone call and that doesn't happen very often, you know what I mean? So but what I tell people is is you get off the phone and you fix that problem. Like you go attack that problem because that problem will fester itself later. If you get to the end of the day and then forget. And then the next day you forget and and now that customer could be really upset because he called and, and I you could take it one step further. Pink color and green color is not a really good example, but let's say I um a good example is we Jason <laughs> I'll give you a good example. I want to hear this. <laughs> so, so we double check all our orders, right, Steve? Stefan? Allegedly, <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> the reason for that is to try to eliminate problems. So we try to, you know, have have two hands on every order. Um, and we had a, a customer that the package got lost, and so it took him a long time to get his package. Um, you know, by an extra week or two. Then when he got it. He had happened to order a, a two dog alpha system, and when he opened the box up, he just got a collar. So somehow, we completely effed up. I mean, like, <laughs> did not ship him his his alpha two hundred. And after you know two weeks of trying to you know like oh no it's the mail we can't you know I mean like whatever. And that was a what would you call a high risk low frequency you know if that happened too often we wouldn't have a business we 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 would have so i mean i actually came in on my my weekend to fix that problem cuz i was like i need to get this problem resolved now because i don't want to accidentally forget on monday morning or whatever and so that'd be a really good example of something that doesn't happen very often but that was a really high risk situation this guy you know um so, so when i was re watching your the, the video that's kind of one of the things I took away from is in my business, I try to do that. And I, 
I encourage my employees to do that. Like, if there's a problem, go fix that. Get that problem out of the way because that'll bite you later. Yeah. 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 Here's, you know, here's another analogy that I talked with, uh, with Jason about that, that get every houndsman that can relate to. Let's just say, uh, you know, buddy, you and I, we cat hunt. And I'm sure Jason dabbles in a little bit too. Uh, so we cat hunt, right? And we, and yeah. we get a, we kind of through social media or through friends of a friend or whatever, we get invited to go bear hunting. Okay. And we go out and we take our cat dogs out. We tie in and, and uh, the, the guy that we're with, his dogs rig a bear. Okay. What, what, are the, what are the things just off of the top of your guys' head that you can think of well, as soon as we, we're driving down the road and the dogs blow up, what is going on? Okay. What? Dogs are excited. You're excited. Um, the other I'm hunters. Mad. I'm mad. My, yeah. my dog's are... pissed. Hey. He's getting the shocker out. What are my, I'm, let's just clarify. What are my dogs doing right now? Are they, are they in the box looking around or are they, are they well, wanting they, to go? Hypothetically <laughs> speaking, you want to chase a bear in this, okay. buddy. So, yeah, this is like the ideal situation you, you pull up to, okay? Mm. A, lot has, a lot is happening. Right. And, you know, if you're caught up in the moment, you're, you're jumping out. You're trying to call her dogs up every, and you're throwing all the dogs in his dogs, your dogs, everybody's going in. Okay. This is what would be called, what would be called a high risk, low frequency event, because you don't do this. You, you're just used to cat hunting. You get right. thrown into this situation. There's a ton of emotions, uh, running with this, not on, not including your dogs don't know his dogs. Um, so there's going to be some type of element related to that. Uh, some, some dogs, not all that I've seen can just jump in. No, no problems there. And they just fall into the pack and there's no issues. Some dogs, and it's to be expected, their performance is either going to drop, uh, completely out for a couple days or, you know, some, they're not going to be performing is what I'm getting at as they would in a, in a situation that you do all the time. Yeah. And so the whole point behind this uh, podcast today is to kind of bring to light your ment- being mentally disciplined and know what to expect. You know, when I drop my when I dump my dogs out in that situation, I know fully well I'm running in my mind all the type of scenarios that could happen. What am I going to do? What are my expectations? You know, my expectations going to be up high, probably not, and they shouldn't be because all that's going to bring is frustration. Yeah. See, and that's you know, kind of where where I took or what I took away from it when you first shared with me is it was uh you know our our emotions run high or you know a lot of guys they hang their hats on their dog. I mean, really, that's a big burden, but we do. And the the area that you can get most upset and they're going to look the worst are those high high risk, low frequency events. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, it, we all have them. And it's just, that's when I go back and think about it, those are the times where I have to keep myself in check and be honest about what's happening with the dogs and, you know, cut slack where it's needed and hold their feet to the fire where it's also needed. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, speaking from experience, that's when I was younger and I, and I sometimes do it from, from time to time now, but I'm more mindful of it. So I catch myself. 
But when I was younger, boy, man, I would really get upset and be like, what the heck is going on? Why the hell is this not working? Like yeah. they should, they should, as soon as we get out, like, cause I'm, you know, I've, I've played competitive rugby for 17 years now. And I, my expectation is when I step out of the truck, whether we're free casting or I'm dumping out of a track, it is, it is no BS with business. We are rolling. And it took me a long time. And even today I'm still learning. They're just dogs. Yeah. Dogs do dog things, you know, and knowing those situations, you know, knowing how to work with your dogs, knowing what they're going to do in those situations. And I, I think, you know, the, the high risk term, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, you know, what, is it really high risk? I don't know. Like I, you know, it, there are times when, yeah, it's high risk, but you know, just to stay, I understand the low frequency, you know, if I'm going to go turn dogs mm -hmm. loose and I guess the, the expectations I get, um, I, I don't know that I would consider that a high risk situation. There'd be some situations that may be high risk if, if you're, well, you're talking safety risk, right? But I mean, like well, it's the I, highest I, risk of something to go awry over your yes. day to day program. Yes. That's, is and how that's I the concept. Take it. Yep. Yep. Not necessarily things that could go wrong. I mean, there, I'm sure there's, there's stories out there floating around where guys can tell a story of, of something that actually did go wrong in that high risk category um well i guess yeah. the question would be if it was really high risk for me so in some situations i could think of that would be high risk would be if you got a client you know if you're guiding and you got mm -hmm. a client there and you, and you got a you you got a, a really nice cougar you know tom cougar track that you've been chasing for a while and you got a good track that's probably not the time to turn loose with with new dogs or you know what i mean yeah. like oh yeah let's just let's just dump everybody together and try it out you know if you really gotta um you gotta focus you got to provide I mean, if you want to, you want to be successful. I can see where that's a, a, that would be a high risk, low situation. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we don't do that. We don't turn dogs loose very often, very, very much. And we need success in catching this particular cat. Um, I yeah. can see that being a high risk thing. Just saying we're going to go out, you know, going to go hunt. I'm like, man, is that really a high risk situation? That would be just a, a low risk, low, um, and I guess that's where you kind of got to tie it into. There's four quad quadrants to your mm -hmm. your uh, your thinking, right? The, the the way they explain this is there's four major categories that situations will be put into. So let's talk about that because we talk about the high risk, low frequency. But let's let's back let's back it up now that we kind of talked a little bit about it, and let's talk about all the the four categories. Okay, so those four categories, those quadrants, whatever, however you want to call it. The uh, if I remember it right, and uh, you'll have to forgive me because I've been uh, on the road. He's the past doing this out days. of his car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, so that upper left corner is going to be your high risk, low frequency. So if you take a, a just draw an mm -hmm. X. If you draw draw an X, you know, like a, mm -hmm. a quadrant. So you got a, a big X, and that makes makes four sections. Four. If you do a square and you draw an X in the middle of it, you got four parts of that square. So so the upper left-hand corner would be what's that so upper left would be high risk low frequency and then the uh upper right would be high risk high frequency and then the lower left would be low risk low frequency and then that bottom right would be uh oh can't think of it right now off the top high of risk, my head low frequency or er. uh that uh, 
Yeah. The, so see, you're already confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is where they need the picture. Hopefully, basically, they watch it's the stuff that normally happens. If you watch risk. the video, when we told you to go back and watch the video, yeah, you wouldn't be confused right now because you know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you so, if you didn't, which which. Most of you didn't. Most, most of you guys didn't listen. I can tell you that right now. Now you're like, wow, I'm already, my head's hurting. But basically, there's high and low risk. So there's, there's situations that have high and low risk, right? Essentially. And then there's, when we say high frequencies, there's things you do very often, and there's things you don't do very often. So Correct. everything that we do, in, it doesn't matter what it is. Either there's a lot of risk for it, or there's not a lot of risk for it. And either we do it a lot or we don't do it a lot. And so, you know, uh, um, I guess a, a good, what, what would be a good example for a high, or a, sorry, a low risk, something that doesn't really matter, that we do a lot? Let's just say, go uh, um, conditioning your dogs. Right. Okay. Roading your dogs or doing some, some type of uh, uh, very simple, easy stuff with your dogs. You could be handling your dogs. You could be uh roading your dogs that kind of thing that's that's everyday things even in your personal life you get up you make coffee every day yeah that's a low a low frequency if you mess it up if you if you if you mess up that situation so like you don't road your dogs enough or or you rode them maybe a little too much it's not the end of the world if something goes wrong right yeah you, you you screwed up that situation but you're going to be doing it again tomorrow, so we can fix it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That would be a good Here, example. Here's another analogy that could pros- that helps uh, dumb it down a little bit. And it's, Perfect. Uh, J- James and James Reason was a, I think he was a British scientist. Uh, he came up with this analogy: the Swiss cheese model effect. Okay, we all know what Swiss cheese looks like, and in that that analogy, he uses. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's Murphy, I think. Yeah, Murphy. Well, <laughs> they're brothers. Uh, I, I mean, he stole they're it from folk. him. <laughs> yeah, they're homies. But essentially, they're homies. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is Murphy, but it, it ties together, right? It makes yeah. sense. And if you, once you fall in the in those once those holes line up, um, it's it's just a it's an avalanche effect. You know, again, a very simple <laughs> analogy. You forgot to put coffee in the pot in the morning. You get up in the morning. You're grabbing your stuff. Uh, shit, now I don't have coffee. Maybe hopefully the gas station does. Right. You roll into the gas station. You know, nowadays they find it's hard to, to find help. Gas station's closed. Now what? You know, some guys really thrive off of coffee or whatever it may be. And so now your day is now set up for and you know anything that can happen will happen so how are you the question i'm going to ask you and and the audience to think about it's a rhetorical question how are you going to get out of those situations be problem solvers you know be proactive not reactive there's time and place to be reactive but how are you going to get out of certain situations to problem solve and the reason I ask that is because when you listen, we're all trainers. Just because we don't take in 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 dogs, and that is our business. I am not knocking uh, professional trainers at all. In fact, they have it down pat. I believe better than most of us. But we are all trainers in our own aspect, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have to learn to problem solve our dogs, pups, 
young dogs, whatever, in the best way possible. And as just like all, all mammals, there's a fight or flight side. Okay. If you stay within, let's just say it's a swinging pendulum. It swings right, it's fight. Swing left, it's flight. If you, if you start getting upset, you're on that fight side. And then if you're, if you're too cautious, you're on the flight side. So if you stay in that middle, that middle of the swinging pendulum, you're able to think more clear. You're able to, to think about things clearly and really kind of be a common sense critical thinker. I understand that not everybody is that way, but it sure as hell makes your life 10 times easier if you, if you try to be mentally disciplined and go down that path. Yeah. And really what Gordy Graham is talking about, that's essentially what he's in short dumbing down. That's what he's talking about. How do you get yourself out of it? Yeah. Stay calm, cool, you know, so the dogs are dogs that day and you trash out. Yeah. It's a little aggravating, but oh, well, it's, it's time on to the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I kind of took more away from it was to identify the the problems that um you need to to tackle meaning that there's there's times to if, if we were just talking about dogs you know what i mean like okay a pup a young pup in training you have a lot of low um low uh i guess you call it low risk situations where it's mm-hmm. like yeah you don't need to to go completely uh you know i i guess trash breaking or whatever you know what i mean there's just a lot of opportunities to correct problems you know what i mean it's not you have to correct that problem right away quickly fastly or you're never gonna get that opportunity again because there's a lot of opportunities to to fix a, a young dog it's like hey take hey, chill out a little bit um and, and just learning those opportunities that um or having the confidence to know hey yeah. this is something that's going to happen a lot i don't need to correct it or, or fix this problem on the very first attempt this is something that may take weeks or, or, you know, days or weeks or whatever to get this, you know, activity planned or whatever. Um, but learning to identify the, the situations is like, this does not happen very often. Let's just say a porcupine or whatever. And mm-hmm. learning that, hey, this is the opportunity that there's a high risk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, number one, it doesn't happen very often. You don't run across a porcupine very often. And, and it number sucks. two, <laughs> that, that it sucks when you do if if you don't have a dog that's trained. And so that's a good, you know, situation where it's like you might want to take your time and and leverage that situation because it doesn't happen very often and there's a high risk of ignoring it. You know what I mean? Just just you know, bragging about how your dog won't mess with a porcupine and driving on past it may not be um a solid choice later in life. Uh, yep. That's a that's a great way to put it, buddy. You know, folks that are kind of still trying to come out of what we just went through that are confused your high risk events are the events that are the events that are rare yeah your high frequency events are things that are that are high intensity that happen all the time okay like and i might cut in there like i would say even just my hunting situation is an example same ground same conditions for the most part same dogs it's very it's a high frequency but low risk because yes. it's something that just happens every time mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. just to, yes. i'm trying to put it in houndsman terms like i don't know if that helps or not but 
and, and if folks having trouble kind of grasping it, my advice is just fall back to the Swiss cheese model analogy. That is that is the the way to think about things. Um, you know, Jared gets. So you got to explain that again. I, I you lost me on the Swiss cheese model. So, okay, so <laughs> let's the, go the, back on it. Murphy's law. Yeah, I know the Murphy's set, yeah. law. Yeah. So again, everybody knows what Swiss cheese looks like. They have multiple holes in a slice. Yeah. Once you you get multiple slices lined up, okay. And if you get those those holes to line up perfectly, just like just like Newton's law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's a chain reaction. Okay, so you 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 choose to just say the hell with it. I'm not I'm not going with coffee today, and we're just gonna see how this day goes. And then you cut a track, you dump out, and then then the dogs start doing something weird not what you're expecting they start trashing or whatever's going on and it just now you're now you've slid into let's say for the sake of conversation three or four slices of swiss cheese now anything that can go wrong will go wrong and now your day is starting to change yeah and you're and some for some guys it's just like that's it i'm done And, and on the extreme side um Guys that have had this happen and it stays lined up and these slices keep lining up on the, and I'm speaking on the extreme side, like I said, that'll ultimately lead to them just saying, I'm done with this. I am yeah. so done with this. I'm done with dogs. The hell with this. Like, and you could really back up and I'm not going to get in the weeds about it of why those happened. Right. Right. You know, it could be from like, man, I have just struggled since i started and i just never caught a break and i can't figure this out and and that's what's happening that is that essentially that is what happened and i feel bad for those guys and gals too um i and i do i do i really do but the purpose of the podcast and my intent today is to bring to light just like you, you guys said you haven't you've thought about this kind of stuff but you haven't really connected it per se so um yeah, maybe I'm starting to pick up a little bit of crumbs, a little cheese crumbs here, trying to understand this. But so I guess what the the question for me would be is, if if you're saying the cheese slices line up, uh, a guy would want to be willing to be like, hey, like turn, let's go find a different block of cheese, <laughs> twist <laughs> like, that cheese, <laughs> exactly, yeah. turn the cheese. Well, I think. Uh, it- uh, yeah. In in the situation, I would think is like, okay, that's whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna load all my dogs up. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go regroup somewhere else. You know what I mean? If something's going wrong mm-hmm. with the dogs or whatever, or, um, you know, in, in some situations, maybe I'll have a pup that's just not going, you know what I mean? Like all the dogs are trying to go. That pup is just sitting on, on the road, licking my feet or whatever it is the dog's doing. And I'll just be like, yep, I'll, I'll put that dog in the box and close it up and be like, yep. that's a reset for that dog. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't keep pushing forward or whatever. And so maybe if all the dogs, you know, I would do that where I would change locations or go to a different spot or just go do something different, I guess. If, I don't know if that's what you're trying to say or something. Yeah, yeah. Just just kind of not really accept defeat. Kinda How accept, are you change? Yeah, accept uh, it is what it is. You know, tomorrow's another day type thing. If you've just tried and tried all day or, or whatever. Here, Here's a solution. Since we're talking about the coffee thing, it's I, and the reason I stick on the coffee thing is because a lot of guys I know and I hunt with drink 
you know, coffee. If if something were like that were to happen, get a jet boil. There's instant coffee. There, I mean, Black Rifle um, uh, Coffee Company makes coffee bags or something. Like, if something like that were to happen, your day could turn around by just saying, "Oh, dude, oh, I've totally forgot I had a jet boil. I can make myself some coffee. I could still right. this day this day could still be good." And you mentally salvage that day. Exactly. And so now you got your coffee, you're a happy dude uh, or gal, and and now we can go on with the day. That's an example of, of being, you know, having a solution. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I want to wrap this back to the, um, that's the Swiss cheese model. Like we've got kind of two cop topics going here, but. When we're talking, we I want to finish out this um, high high frequency, low, no low frequency, high risk, and kind of retouch back on that so we can. Uh, do we ever f- fulfill that? Like, give an example of a. And I know we touched on the two, which is high frequency happens a lot, low risk, and we talked on the 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 big one, which is to watch out for, which is um, it has a high risk. We don't do it very often, but um, the other two would be. Um, what what quadrants will we do there and what what you know low risk low frequency yeah low risk low frequency that would be a good one let's let's, let's touch on that topic for a second so your low risk low frequency okay your low risk is going to be i i call it like your everyday stuff okay uh buddy you have a routine you know and i and i, and I only know this through listening to the podcast you you know you know he's you know, a stalker, but he's famous now. <laughs> I need your autograph. I'm just I, kidding. I uh, can only give so many autographs out a day. Yeah, he's met his quota for the day. So let me you know, let me ask you this, buddy. You hunt cats and you mm-hmm. know exactly where where certain cats like to cross, right? And where let's just say where they like to kind of general area tree. I know Jason, you were talking about this too. Um so Let's just say it's a normal it's a normal bobcat season. Okay, your low risk, low frequency days are going to be those. It's a, things you do all the time. It's no no nothing. You know where to look. You know what's going on, and everything right. everything flows. There's very little issues. That kind of thing. Um, to to bring this around, uh, I just thought of another high risk, low frequency event would be. Uh, you turn out on a, on a lion and you didn't know that another hunter had turned out or let's say free casted. They ended up trailing the same, the same lion and you guys get to the tree and there's a big argument. Right. Okay. That would be a, that would, that would be, I'm sorry. That would be a high risk, high frequency, high frequency. event. Right. So well, not high risk, low frequency, frequency, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you could, you could go about it either way because you know, you're, you two are doing the same thing that you guys do every day. And it just happens to end in an, and it happens to end on a high risk event. Gotcha. And there, and you guys are just, I mean, it's just not a good situation. Yeah. Um, and so that, that would be that, you know, a high, high risk, high frequency is, you know, throwing that in on top of the dogs fighting at the tree. Well, the the high frequency is, is you, you, you know what you're doing. You've done that before. Mm-hmm. You, 
know what I mean? Like you're you're ready for that. Like if if you're turning loose with dogs, you know, like so the high frequency is is you've done that over and over and over again. So it's not like oh this happened just once in a blue moon. It it's like that is something that you're prepared for. You're ready right. for that already. So you were half expecting that situation. So you know you got to run your ass in there and, and you know exactly what you need to try and do. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, it it would be a Essentially, you'd classify that as a high frequency because it's like, yeah, you. Hopefully, you you've been to a couple trees by then. If you're, if you're turning loose, you know, maybe, hopefully, maybe a tree is a low frequency. Hey, don't be beating on people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what I mean, that's kind of the 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 mythology is is okay. You can't assume everything is a low frequency because there are things you just do a lot, and those are the things that are trained for most of the time when you're talking to this guy. It's like, hey. These are there's high risk situations that we deal with all the time. Like there's there's a lot of high risk situations that we deal with, but we know but we how deal, to with, deal them. with them. We, we know how to deal with them. We expect them. We train for them. We you know we've learned. It's, it's it's not like oh my gosh this is you know it's only I won't say only but the situations that are low frequency those are the things you don't expect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the things that that it's like okay. We don't train for those. We don't, if you're not prepared mentally for them, or at least to identify that this is one of those situations, it's like this is a situation that doesn't happen very often. And there's a really high risk for problems. Those are what, in right. that video, that's what he was talking about when you're watching it. It's like, hey, it's not just, oh, everything, it's a high risk. It's like you got to pull out the, the books and be like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a high risk situation here. <laughs> Let's stop the train. No, that's not what he's saying. He's like, man. You know what you're doing. You deal with high risk situations all the time. You get in your car, and the, sure. the light turns yellow. That's a high risk situation. But we've done it every day. We just know mm-hmm. hey, easily hit the brakes, check whatever. <laughs> light turns green again. It's high risk situation. Cars could be still be flying through. Somebody run out of the red light. That's a that's a really high. You know when you when you fir- when you're the first car in the light, that's a really high risk situation. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We do that every day. Like, you're going to go mm-hmm. through. You know. I'm going to go through, you know, six, seven lights a day, and I'm going to go through that situation. So it's like, yeah, that's a high risk. I could die, but I do it all the time. So I'm, I'm really prepared for it. I know what to look. I, I check both directions before I cross the street, both type of stuff. So yes, um, that's kind of, you know, to, to sum up and, and tie back, it's like, what are we talking about this stuff? It's like, no, it's the really... The, the the things that don't happen very often that you're just like going along your day and then all of a sudden it's like porcupine jumps out of the woods and jumps on your dog you know but that's the, the one stuff that you wouldn't like, imagine the stuff yeah. you can't make up and it yeah. just happens right you're not prepared for it you, you you don't you don't train for those situations well exactly. and it's the most volatile of situations too like that's a scary place to be because sometimes it can be like legitimately risky, you know, hunting different ground that you've never hunted and, and that sort of thing. But it's, uh, I don't know. I, I pick up what you're saying, buddy. Like it's kind of making more sense. Yeah. And there's no, I don't think we're going to sit here and go, okay, you can't identify every situation. You know? Nor should you no. do this to this extent while you're yeah. in the situation or you'll probably be dead. <laughs> No, no, and and my intent, my intent for the podcast today is to just bring bring this to light so that folks can get the wheels turning in their head, um, and you know, learn to become problem solvers. Learn how to when they're presented with these events to get out of them, um, 
and yeah. that kind of thing, you know. So uh, uh, to to circle around, here'd be a really good one. It, it, and I, like I said, I didn't watch this, but I know as I think about these situations and what I do in a situation, when I call dogs back, so if I got to call them off of a track for some reason, I really analyze the situation. And, and do mm-hmm. I want to call them? Do I want to tone them? When do I want to tone them? When do I want to call them? And that would be one of those situations where naturally I, and again, I didn't know, I didn't have a word for this. And, and now I may geek out Stefan and be like, this is one of them low risk, high sit, you're high risk. Low- <laughs> mm-hmm. I might geek out a little bit now. I'd be like, this is, hold on, baby. You know, talk to my wife. But um, I know that I am really careful when I want to call dogs back. When, yep. Especially if they're by a road, if they're by private property, if if uh, I'm hunting, uh, like I was hunting, had some wolves around one time, mm-hmm. is because I know that I don't do that very often, so I don't call my dogs back a ton, you know, mm-hmm. on, when they're running a track, and what my risk is is I don't want to scatter the dogs, meaning I got yep. a pack, they stay well together as a pack, and I. My my situation is is I don't want to scatter the dogs till they can almost hear me, you know. So I want to find mm-hmm. that situation, you know. So instead of just jumping off the deep end and start toning dogs or whatever, I'm looking at the situation, how. going, "Let me think about how to do this because I want to just take an extra step." Like like some some people get, um, you know, they they get anxious or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Let me just take an uh, let me." T- I have a little bit of time to make a right decision. Yeah. And and that decision may be, let me drive over to this other road here, and I'm going to try and call them out from that side. You know what I mean? Or whatever the mm-hmm. situation is. But that would be one of those, when I, you know, when you were talking about this and relating it to dogs and stuff, I was trying to think, and I was like, that would be one of those situations that naturally I slow way down. I'm like, okay, I'm doing something that I don't do very often, and the risk of my dog scattering and then trying to pick up scattered dogs that can't hear me, maybe yeah. they're in the creek, maybe... Yeah, you know, there's just different situations, but um, where they're hearing echoes, echoes, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I want to be careful in those situations, and that would be yes, um, yes, what, especially what with do. young dogs. Right. Especially, I've seen a lot of countless times. Another risk that I can think of since you brought this up was, uh, I've a couple of houndsmen that I used to hunt with. Um, they would just flip the. They wouldn't even tone. The dogs just started out. They never checked the track, nothing, and they just zapped them. Right. And and I asked I asked the guy once. I said, "What'd you do that for?" And he goes, "Well, they're on deer." I said, "How do you know?" And he stopped and he's like, "Well, shit, I didn't think of that." And I'm not throwing. I'm not saying that to throw them under the bridge by any means. I'm not. Yeah. Because I that's like just like you. I think the same way. I'm like, nope. Before I go and screw something up and take two steps back on a young dog, I'm going to go check and make sure it is what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, in those one situations that, and I guess the the general consensus would be just take a step back. Think about it. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you you still have to react, but just realize that this is a um, a situation that doesn't happen very often. And there's a real risk of doing it wrong. You know what I mean? And 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 causing damage. There's there's situations that don't happen very often, and it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like whatever you, you there's no risk to it. You know what I mean? Like dogs are in your truck, and and you forgot to charge your your alpha. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen very often, but 
your dogs are in your truck. No big deal. Plug your alpha and charge it. Okay. You fixed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's nothing you need to sit there and worry or stress about. It's the, it's the high risk situation so that, oh, the dogs are not running or, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, calling dogs back is one of those things that I just don't do that very often. And when I do, I, I understand that dogs do stupid stuff. <laughs> you know they do I mean? dog like, stuff. They do dog stuff. Dog, dogs do dogs. I don't, I don't understand when, but, but if I, a lot of times if I can get close enough where I know they're heading that direction, so I'll get over like, let me go over that road where they can hear me really good. And then I can kind of stop them and, and they'll hear me. So they'll come out to me rather than, you know, three miles away where they, they just, it's like a little mini bomb. And you, everybody's probably watched it. Just try to call dogs back or get dogs back as, as they just blow up. And then you got dogs scattered all in the Canyon and that's, yeah. you learn this for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before we move on from this, this uh, topic here, I want to ask you guys this question as experienced houndsmen. And, and even for the listeners as well, I want to ask you, you all this question as well. What do you think the, the, I would say maybe the top two reasons would be why, why an experienced houndsman would fall into that category of high risk, high frequency event. Say, Buddy. say that one more time. <laughs> so the, 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 the block. Okay, that far right block that we want to stay out of the high risk, high frequency for experienced houndsmen. What do you think uh, we do as as trainers, as humans? What do you think the reason is why we end up in those situations Cause, sometimes? Because we turn a dog loose damn near every day. Like like we we let go of our dog, and right. So that we would fall. Expecting up, it to do. Yeah, that yeah, would we, that would fall under complacency. No, no, I think that's. If, if we're talking high risk, high frequency, meaning mm-hmm. every time you turn a dog loose, there's a high risk of something going wrong. Like, okay. Like, right. They, I mean, so it, it's just a risk, inherent risk, is you okay. don't keep that dog on a leash. You can't do what we do and keep mm-hmm. a dog on a leash. Correct. And yet we Correct. do it all the time, sometimes multiple times a day. Right. So That would be a high risk, high, high frequency situation. Right. Okay. So if we're in the high risk, low frequency, if we become complacent, you know, this day to day stuff, you're like, ah, it's going to be a normal day. And then yeah. something happens, you know, it's like, we, we've done this for years, you know, and we think, you know, we got it all figured out. Like I got, I got these dogs dialed. Like I know who, what's, what they're going to do in this. Yeah. And then we become complacent or, you know, be it a bear come down out of the tree and fall out on, on us or a dog or, I mean, you just draw the scenario up. What <laughs> yeah. I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, don't become complacent. Yeah. I'll, always stay on your feet because you like, it, and it always is with his dogs. Just when you think you're like, man, I think I've seen it all. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> you turn, you turn the corner, and you're like, nope, I haven't. I haven't yeah. seen it all. I didn't see I, that coming. <laughs> I think that's the part that you know to grasp is the actions you're going through may be that high frequency. Like you're used to it every time, but let's say ending up at a tree with another pack of dogs. Like, it's just that last part that it's like, Oh, high risk, low frequency. It just switched completely because our perspective of the situation is a lot different than the actual situation. Sometimes. Yeah. If Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah. So I think that I mean, kind of like th- those are two good examples that we've covered on the like 
I like my high risk, high frequency. I think every time we turn a valve loose, there's a high risk of something going wrong. I mean, uh, I just, ab- absolutely. For sure. I was, yeah, we do it all I the was, time. I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier today. I can't remember what it was, but it, uh, some boys traveled out from West Virginia and went lion hunting in Arizona. And um, they turned out on a on a track and they didn't know what it was. They ended up uh, catching a javelina with their dogs. <sighs> And, and anybody in the Southwest or where, wherever you hunt from or, or gone to that has javelina knows good and well, they can be very hard on dogs. And, and that was, it got my wheels thinking. I was like, gosh, darn, that's one of those events again. You know, you, and they didn't know, they didn't know. And, um, it's just, yeah. How do you, you know, how do you get yourself out of them? Um, and that kind of thing. That's just, just an example, but. Yeah. Gosh, and I think for the biggest, you know, for for the user to take away, if we're gonna geek out, is is, is again. So you, if if we go back to that chart, you know, you got risk on one side, and frequency on the other. So you you got high and low risk. You know, it, there's some t- some things that we do have low risk. There's some things we do have high risk, and then there's some things that we do a lot, and there's some things that we do don't do very often, and so. If it's got low risk, we don't really care too much about that because it's like, okay, it's not a big deal. Like, like nothing bad's going to happen when you have a low risk situation. Uh-huh. You know, maybe your ego gets bruised. Maybe, you know, the, the pup takes an extra couple of days to train. You know what I mean? It's just, there's not really much risk, you know? So it's like, you don't, you could almost eliminate half your tasks that are just low risk. You're like, yeah, we don't really care too much about low risk situations. If we're, we're going to spend a lot of our energy into training those are not the ones you want to you want to you want to be careful of you still got to do things you still got to do things right you got to you know be methodical about them but in the grand scheme of things and and when you relate it to firefighters police officers and that type of training you know their idea of risk is a little different than what we're talking about (laughs) right so you got to figure out how risk tolerant you are you know there's people who are not very risk tolerant there's people who are a lot you know, who just handle risk a lot more, you know, take somebody to the casino and, and, and you'll find out quickly how risk tolerant they are just by how they, they, they play, you know, I mean, it's just the way human nature is. Some people are like, nope, they lose two bucks and they're like, I'm done. I don't like this. And there's other people that are going to the bank asking for, for loans, you know, to try to <laughs> play it all on black. I just yeah. throw 20 bucks out the window every time I drive by one. <laughs> Call it good. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I think that's it. You, you, you summarized it uh, pretty well. Um, you know, a, from a the qu- training side, that's interesting. Cause I would think like, even within training, you have different um, risk levels. Like to me, trash breaking a dog and recall are like, two uh, different. But you got to look at it and go, okay, what, mm-hmm. what? So the, the, the scale of risk is, is directly re- related to how much of a geek you want to be about your training, Bill. Like, honestly, yes. how, how, how geeky do you want to get about your training, Jason? Correct. Because Correct. if you want to, um, if you're going to be a really uh, finute or eccentric trainer, then you would categorize risk here where somebody else might be like, yeah, no, right. there. So, so, I mean, Talking about this, this is really dependent on the person. You know what I mean? Like we got to be careful yep. because it's really gonna. It, it's just a matter of the the trainer reflecting a little bit and going, "Man, I am really rigid in my training program." So they may, you know, call things risky that I'm going to be like, 
<laughs> no big deal. I'm still going hunting without coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like coffee's not <laughs> right. going to ruin my day hunting. I'm still going to go. I might be in a bad mood, but you know that's not going to stop. I'm not going to stop my day of hunting because of coffee. Um, but, but there may be somebody else who who doesn't, or you know, a, a dog does something wrong and makes one mistake, or you know. So continue on, Jason. But I think we got to be really clear that the level of if you want to geek out, man, you you could. You could geek out and try to um, explain a situation that somebody would be like, that's low risk, man. That's, who cares about that? Yeah, and yeah. I think essentially a, a lot of this take-home stuff that we're talking about, you know, that's what you're, you know, what you're talking about as well is everybody has a tolerant level like you talked about, buddy. And if, if folks can, can understand where their, tolerant, their tolerance is, then at that point you can kind of build yourself from there. Yeah. Now be it be it from you know you're just starting out to your intermediate houseman to even your advanced guys, you figure that out and and I I truly think you can really gain some ground in uh, changing things up in your training or fine tuning or whatever you want to do, however you want to call it. I mean, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat and none of them's wrong. Right. But I think the take home is that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would think the first thing, the first step you'd have to do is you'd have to really think about your risk, your risk level, and, and whatever you want to apply this to, whether you know if you want to apply it to dogs or you know emergency services or whatever it is. In in that situation, you'd want to just look at the scale and go, man, that is something I don't like. You know, that's a you know think of a couple high risk situations. Whether it's dogs on a highway or, or you know, falling out of a race or you know, getting on private property or whatever, there's just situations that you'd be like, "Oh, that, that's what I don't like happening at all," and I want to avoid that happening. And then again, yeah, and and then learning to identify those situations. Go, okay, well, how often does it happen, and when when can I make an effort to to stop it? But anyways, before I cut you off, Jason, you were talking about training. Well, yeah, no, I skipped it. But going off of what you said, like that ties into that whole Murphy's Law and the Swiss cheese, though. It's like you've seen these situations go bad, right? So we know that's high risk and we don't like that. So we're trying to keep our dog off the private property or we're going to keep them from going over this ridge line into the wilderness. But they're building blocks that have built to that point, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> things have happened. The dogs went down this drainage, hooked a right they went over this saddle and then started going out of the country. Okay, well, you know, if you're in that same area, that game animal starts running the same way. Now it's become a little more frequent. You've been through this before, and you're thinking you're already trying to figure out how to stop them from, you know, going out into the wilderness or whatever. Yep. It's just, you know, you, you start analyzing the pieces more. Instead of just the result, it's what did A, B, C, D, and E all add up to to get us here. Does that right. make sense? Yes, it does. It's just it how is. how much do you want to dissect that? I mean, mm -hmm. which we can drive ourselves crazy. Sometimes we do, you know, just focusing on something that a lot of guys will just say, you're wasting your time. What are you even talking about? Yeah. But when you really get geeking out on it, it's each of those events actually carries a lot of weight. It, no, and it does. And really, um, I just want I just want folks no matter what walk of life they are with their dogs or personal life or whatever they do, I want them to just, just think about it, you know, set yourself up for success. Yeah. 
you know, an example uh, recently with a couple podcasts that Jason did uh, and Jared, and then you and our buddy and uh, that other gentleman, forgive me, I forgot your name. Don. Uh, uh, Don. Don talked about uh, puppies and stuff like that. Uh, I can think of plenty, you know, with that Swiss cheese model, plenty of examples when I was younger starting out, like I just wanted hounds. And, you know, I went down the, down the, the road of just throwing money at dogs because they look good. And a guy just talked them up real good. And it was like everything that went wrong, that could go wrong, went wrong. I spent so much money. My wife can attest to it. I don't know. <laughs> Get her on here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, it was, I had a rough patch for a long time and I did not set, set myself up for success. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was, I was in a hurry to get going. I was just, it, it, it you know, it's just bad. So, you know, my, my advice as well is for, for guys and gals listening, we all work, <clears throat> excuse me, we all work jobs. We, we bust our tail to save our money, to buy the gear that we need, to buy the dogs that we want. Make sure you are dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Tag along with somebody, go along, see how their style is, how their dog style is, how they hunt. Really make sure it is something you like. And and here's the other thing, too. You can develop your own style in the end. Set yourself some goals. Try to attain those goals, you know, be it that they're realistic. And and you can set yourself up for success. Um, a quote, you know, a quote here, never let undue pressure influence your judgment or decisions, avoid mistakes and don't hurry. Um, you know, like I said, I was in a hurry to just start catching things, just start catching game. Right. Well, you and everybody else who started, I mean, really, we were all going to come in and take the world by storm. Right. I mean, well, yeah, just going to get a dog and, and be in it. Right. And, and I just, I talk about myself before I, I can speak to others um because you know that's just how i go about life i can't i'd be hypocritical you know i i just that's that's how i am um and you know i just i just wanted to to say that um you know those that are starting out having a rough time you're not alone we were all there at some point in time for sure Um, yeah so um you guys got any got anything else no jason well, I think that was is my main like ending takeaway here is everybody that is still doing this has been through that stage. You know, like even Buddy, I can't remember what episode it was, but somebody said something and you asked them, how old were you? Maybe it was the L-Wangers. I think it was with uh, one of yeah. the L-Wangers. Yeah. Because you guessed, like, as far as, like, the comment was made, you figured he was, you know, in his late teens, early 20s, new to dogs. Because there's this mold, right? Stereotypes are there for a reason, okay. usually. And it takes a long time. Because I would say I was in the same category as you. Like, nothing lined up. There is one reason that I am still hunting dogs. And his name's Tony Witcherly. That is the only reason I'm still in it. The reason I started my business or I would have walked a long time ago because it was Murphy's law getting mm-hmm. wrong dogs, getting mixed influences, you know, everything just kind of stacked up without even knowing it because mm-hmm. you don't have the knowledge to understand it at that point. So I would just encourage people don't, don't get discouraged. It's tough and, and you have to analyze it and grow from it, but don't just throw in the towel. If it's something that you really feel called to do, 
either. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I, my like motivational speech. I was speech. curious if we were going to be able to, I mean, I was, I think, hopefully we didn't confuse too many people. I think it's a, it's a, it's a complex, it's a deep, I guess I'll say complex. It's a deep it's dive. A deep, it's a deep uh, topic as far as in life in general. And I, there's a lot of things like I, I geek out about business or stuff like that, which, you know, I related more to this topic, to the business side of things and how W has become successful, you know, as far as what it does. And, um, you know, even, even back whenever, uh, you know, we, Jason, when you joined us, it was like, there was a couple of things. I was like, Jason, we do it this way. This is why yep. we do it this way. Bam, bam, bam. Because, you know, these situations, you know, just happen at different times. And, and I was like, having a process is really important. A, a whole part of the whole success of W is having a process to the madness. Like there's yep. things that we do. We want to make sure that we have this process. And, and so I wanted to make sure, you know, that I, I first reflected on my, professional business stuff when we talked about this and and uh you know and then you got to slow down and again you subject your risk you know with the dog hunting so my risk of business is a little bit higher i'm, I'm less tolerant to risk in business I, I make decisions about risk that are different but the dog stuff you got to look at a whole different level because it's a, a different page but you're wanting to say yeah. something Stephen. No, you, you're on to something. You're on something. And, and one more thing I wanted to add in this podcast, and I'll, I'll talk quick on it. The key to understanding all of this is understanding the whys, okay? From a beginning, houndsman, houndswoman, whatever, ask those questions. Well, why did you do that? Yeah. Okay, I understand it. You think about it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you're going to, I mean, even for us experienced guys, I ask myself that question because we need to know our shit and what we're doing so we can be successful as well. And I said, well, why did I do that? Why did they do that? Well, yeah. they did that because of X, Y, Z. You gotta, it's, it's really key to understanding the whys. It right. really is. Yeah. So, um, you know, Hey, I, I, I appreciate you guys working with me and hopefully this is a good podcast and, and folks can take away something from it. Okay, yeah. People I think, think. good. I think it was a little different topic. We talked about hunting, but I mean, it's it's always interesting. We might we might have put some people to sleep on the road, but I <laughs> <laughs> we came here. We we accomplished our mission. I was like, I and it was it was a little rough there in the beginning. I was like, this is a this is gonna be a shitty podcast. <laughs> now I, I, we might have saved it. I think we, there was a couple parts there where we started spinning the mud, but um, yeah, I think we pulled it out. Yeah, I, uh, and the, to the listeners, um, you know, that they're going to put up that link. Uh, I encourage you to uh, to watch that video. Yeah. Uh, Gordy Graham, uh, he does a lot better job of explaining it. He'll make you laugh. It's pretty funny. That's about. what I was going to say. Like, he's actually a pretty funny dude. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, hey, um, I, I really do appreciate it. Um, so, thank yeah. you. All right, so That's when right, you man. say safe out on the fire, you got to... I don't know what the rest of the world's doing. We've got so much snowpack and so much rain in the last month over here. It's insane. And I don't the know rest of it's doing. on fire. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody else is. But, man, we got a ton of snowpack, and, and, and we've been Good. getting the highest rain we've had in a long time. So I'm not sure 
If it's just going to make a bunch of weeds grow taller before they dry out. Yes. That's what we're <laughs> worried about down here. Just going to sprout and then die. Yeah. It's like, oh, just grow it. It's going to make a big old pile of grass to, to, to Tinderbox. Yeah. So, you know. Well, stay safe, man. Will do. If you end up out this way, look us up. Yeah. I will. Hope maybe if I do, I'm maybe try and squeeze into the office. Yeah. There you absolutely. go. All right. Well,